see, the true musicians know their home is on the road. And not many know it as well as the band Red Wanting Blue. They toured all over the United States for the past 10 years. And Scott Terry, their lead singer, he told Snap this story from their first national tour. We're driving a 2002 white Dodge Ram 3500 van with a trailer on the back of it. We were driving through Jackson Hole on our way to Billings, Montana, because we had to play at the university the next day. And we were right on our way out of town, and the transmission on the vehicle seized. So we made a call, and we were all starting to panic. The tow truck driver, who I believe his name was Mark, said, I'll do it for free. You guys are obviously in some trouble here. You know, where are you guys going to go? We didn't know what to do. And he said, well, do you guys want to go to a party? Because that's where I was just at. And we said, well, yeah, I guess so. This guy named Norm, he was the guy hosting the party, was the owner of this taxi company. Norm was quickly a fan of the band and said, I would love to see you guys play live. And I hate the thought of you not being able to make your show. And he said, well, how far is Billings? One guy said three hours. One guy said four hours. Norm then tells us, I think that this is a job for the Tiki Taxi. The Tiki Taxi is this vehicle that he modified. It did have these two surfboards on the roof. It had the AstroTurf grass inside with a volcano that emitted steam and smoke and had an aquarium bar. I guess you can have a moving liquor license in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. It was definitely looked like somebody had had too much fun at Home Depot. And off we went. We quickly realized, like driving, that Billings, Montana was over nine hours away from Jackson Hole, Wyoming. We played our show. We may just be able to go with a bang. He enjoyed it. It was great. And then after the show, we're now on the Montana freeway driving back. And Norm said, last time took too long to get here. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to take a shortcut. And we're going to cut through the park. And we didn't know what that meant. Okay, well, whatever you think is best. Like a bad sign from above, the surfboards on the roof of the Tiki Taxi flew off into the, and broke into bits along the Montana freeway. We picked up these the fragments and kept going, and we entered the town of Red Lodge, Montana, which is at the northern gate of Yellowstone. At that moment, we realized that when he said we're going to cut through the park, that he meant Yellowstone Park. And I was like, but I think it's pretty big. So we entered the northern gate, and we're going up the first hill of the Beartooth Pass, which is like a diabolical roadway, cuts through Yellowstone, and it reaches over like 13,000 feet. We were slowly going up the hill. I knew we were carrying a lot of weight from the equipment and everybody else. But he, he had this kind of nervous smile on his face. He said to me, do you think we should be going faster than this? And I, I looked at him and I said, I don't know. I mean, how, how hard are you pushing the gas? And he said, I'm flooring it. And we were going about 15 miles an hour. But I was like, oh, man, wait, 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 wait. Pull over. And we pulled over and we realized that he had popped the transmission seals on the Tiki Taxi. So now it's been like 48 hours and we have destroyed two transmissions. We were all freaking out. We started to try to push the vehicle up the hill. And these other people are driving by. And they're stopping and they're waving at us saying, you guys are absolutely crazy. There's 200 miles of mountains. You need to turn around and go back to town. 
it was very quiet because we were all worried about how Norm was feeling about the fact that this trip was probably a really bad idea for him. And he stopped, asked me for his CD book, and he quietly sifted through, and there was not a sound in the vehicle. And he pulled out Cake and played the song The Distance. He said, we're going to be okay, guys. And he was like, hit it in neutral. Then we just wound up flying down this mountain in neutral, back down into town. So we're entering the town limits, and we got lucky and saw that there was a garage right there. So we stopped. Mechanic there said, you know, I'll take a look at it. And meanwhile, Norm had made a call. Mark, the AAA guy, said, this is terrible. I can't believe this. Don't worry. You guys hang tight. I got a vehicle that I can get the Tiki Taxi and all you guys. So we wound up going to one of the restaurants in town and said, hey, you don't happen to know if there's a place where bands play in town. We might be able to play and make some money or do something. Then the woman said, oh, well, we've got live music at the Snow Creek Saloon. We walked over, doors to the place were wide open, and there were dogs walking in and out. We had asked if we could play. The whole bar was super excited about the fact that there was a bass player, and more importantly, there was a drummer, because I guess they never have drummers in town. And as we watched these musicians coming in to play the open mic, there's a woman walking in with like a broomstick, you know, like with a wash tub bass. There was a guy, John, who looked like Sam Elliott from The Big Lebowski. He played guitar, and we were like, holy cow, we are totally out of our element here. They offered us free food and free beer. The guys in the band wound up being the backup band for everybody else that night that wanted to play and jam. So tell me where you want to go. Tell me where you want to go. Norm got a call from Mark, and he's like, oh my God, it's bad news. Mark, racing to get here through the park, ran into an elk. And I didn't even know what an elk was. I said, I was like, what is an elk? And he's like, it's like a really, really big deer. And I was like, oh, man, he killed a big deer in the park? Is that, like, illegal? And he's like, he didn't kill it. He hit it and got it pissed off. And the thing kicked in the radiator of the vehicle. And now the radiator is smoking and had to, like, fill it up and pour water in the radiator so it didn't explode. He's like, I'm sorry, you guys. Now I got my own problems. We started to panic a little bit. And then people started to kind of tell the story to other people around. And we ran into John the guy that we played with. And he had said, you guys haven't figured out a way to get out of town yet? And he said, well, where are you going to go? To Jackson Hole. And he said, I haven't been to Jackson Hole in like 10 years. Well, I guess I'll take you. He said, let me just go get a couple things. So he bought a case of Heineken and some cigarettes. And I had said, hey, John, you know, isn't it against the law to uh, drink and drive? She smirked and he's like, oh, there ain't no laws in Montana. I look back on that story now with, you know, a lot of fondness. It was like a real lesson in the humanity. You don't find that kind of kindness. You know, you just don't see that every day. A family pulls together in moments like that, and the band is a lot like a family. That's one of the reasons that I love being in a band, because people want to see you back on the road. Most of the music used in that last story was by Red Wanting Blue. Their latest album, These Magnificent Miles, is all about traveling, and we're going to have a link on snapjudgment.org. Again, thanks to Stephanie Fu for producing that piece. <laughs>